You're listening to a 1FM podcast. I've got him on the line again. It's that time of the week. Another whatever happened to uh, you there, Steve? I am here, Josh, yes. Today, of course, we always do this, pre-record this about five days earlier. It's a magnificent day. One right out of the box, but the weather's going to turn tomorrow, so... Yeah, yeah, it is a beautiful day here in Shepparton as well, so hopefully it stays that way. Yes, well, we'll see what happens. Apart from that, I thought the Australians performing in the cricket was pretty ordinary, and I don't know what else we can discuss. There'll be that much cricket going on in the, in, in the next few weeks. We won't know where to, where to look. I know, I know. New Zealand looked very good in their opening match against England, but England looked okay last night, even though they were playing Bangladesh. They looked pretty good, so it's going to be a long tournament. Yeah, it will be, and Australia's going to have to be right on the ball there because I think you're going to need at least six wins to get into the top four, and and there's plenty of good sides around, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I can't pick a winner yet. We're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, give it a bit of time. Anyway, musically-wise, who are we talking about? Well, we're talking about Josh. I've moved into the 70s again. Oh, wow. I've, I've drifted into the 70s again. But I thought of this guy a few times, and I thought, I've never do him. It's Gilbert O'Sullivan. Gilbert O'Sullivan. I know Gilbert N. Sullivan. No, well, this fellow is Gilbert O'Sullivan, and you'll find out a bit more about him as we go along. I think. Well, I don't know much. I, I have heard of him, and I think I know one of his songs, but that's about it. All right, OK. Let's enlighten you and the listeners, hopefully with a bit more information. Now, he was born Raymond Edward O'Sullivan on the 1st of December 1946 in Waterford Island. He was one of six children. His mother ran a sweet shop. Well, that would have been perfect for me, I tell you. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> and his father was a butcher. Now, they immigrated to England, firstly to Battersea near London, and then settling in Swindon in Wilshire. Now, within a year, he was playing piano, and he stated that his parents thought that if someone in the family could play the piano, he could, they could make some money out of it. He certainly pursued that to the nth degree. Fortunately, his father passed away two years after the Swindon move, but he was actually studying at Swindon College and he's specialising in graphic design. And he's playing in several semi-professional bands, most notably as a drummer, would you believe, in a band called Rick's Blues, which was founded by Rick Davies, not the fellow from South Australia who was a very good player, but you might not know him. Very good player um, of what? Of AFL, AFL. Uh. Okay, I don't know. Uh, he went to Hawthorne for a season. He should have come about five years earlier. He was very good. Oh, yeah, that, that's a familiar story back then, unfortunately. Yeah, I digress. Well, this fellow, Rick Davies, actually later founded Supertram, Josh. That's where I know the name from, yes. Yeah, and he taught O'Sullivan how to play both drums and piano. O'Sullivan then started writing songs, heavily influenced by the Beatles, as a lot of them were, as writers, and Dylan as a performer. Now, in 1967, he moved from Swindon to London, and he was determined to get a record deal, so he thought he would do something different. He actually sported a pudding basin haircut, a cloth cap, and short trousers, stating that his love of silent movies inspired the look. He mentioned Chaplin and Buster Keith when he mentioned that particular story. <laughs> he scored a five-year contract with April Music, which is CBS Records' house publishing company. Now, their pro manager, his name was Stephen Shane, suggested the name change from Ray to Gilbert as a play on the name of the light opera partnership of Gilbert and Sullivan. Yep. And I think that made sense, as it turned out. Now, an advance of £12, which is probably worth about £200 now, enabled him to buy a piano, so that would have been something right up his alley at that stage. Now, he got signed to CBS, and it, but his first two singles, as we so often hear, but many of these artists disappear was one, and what can I do? Released in 1967 and 68, they respectively failed to chart. He switched to an Irish record label called Major Minor in 1969. He ordered a song called Mr Moody's Garden, which was again unsuccessful. 
He then decided that he needed to take some further action, so he sent some demos tapes to a Gordon Mills, who was Tom Jones and Engelbert Humperdinck's manager. And he signed on to Mills's newly founded label, MAM Records, or MAM, with his unique signature look, gained much attention, which of course was the purpose of the exercise in the first place. But O'Sullivan stated that if the audience were interested in the way you look, they probably liked your music. Now, I'm not sure about that, but it certainly worked for him. So a bit of discography here, the list of a lot of songs out, of course, because a lot of these people did make a lot, but some were successful and some weren't. I'll mention some of the better-known ones. 1970, Nothing Rhymed, which was eight in the UK, two in Ireland, 14 in New Zealand. 1971, We Will, which was 16 in the UK. No matter how I try, it was five in the UK, seven in Ireland, ten in New Zealand. Now then, the one we all know in 1972, Alone Again Naturally, which was his first big hit. That was three in the UK, two in Australia, two in Ireland, one in the US, where there was over two million copies sold, and it was two in New Zealand. And then Ooh Wacka Doo Wacka Day, also in 1972, was eight in the UK, 14 in Australia, one in Ireland, three in New Zealand. And then Claire, which of course is a very well-known one to most of people. One in the UK, 12 Australia, one in Ireland, two in US and two in New Zealand. 1973, Get Down, which was one in the UK, six Australia, one Ireland, seven US, seven New Zealand. Ooh Baby, 18 UK, 31 Australia, two Ireland, 25 US. Why oh why oh why, six UK, 50 Australia, three in Ireland. And then 1974, Christmas Song, which was 12 in the UK, 5 in Ireland. 1975, I Don't Love You, But I Think I Like You, 14 in the UK, 7 in Ireland. And the last one I put down here, What's In A Kiss, 1980. 19 in the UK, 27 Australia and 4 in Ireland. And a lot of songs I didn't mention there, but they were by worked out to be the most successful. Now, Alone Again Naturally ranked number two on Billboard's year-end chart. It's actually finished behind Roberta Flack's First Time Ever I Saw Your Face. Now, both songs were nominated for a song and record of the year, but Flack actually won both of them. Now, he changed his appearance in 1973, so they thought that the look was going a bit out of fashion, so he went to a college look then in wearing a sweater with a large G on the front. So I think there's a photo on Google somewhere there of, of that. Now, his dish sales actually exceeded 10 million in 1972 and made him top star of the year. So that's a big effort. He appeared in BBC's 50 Years of Music in 1972 and the weekly music publication Record Mirror ranked him number one singer of the year. And in May 1973, he won an award for the British Songwriter of the Year. Now, a third album, you mentioned the first two albums, unfortunately, the third album in 1973 saw a new emphasis on rock and funk, would you believe, with the lead single Get Down becoming his third million seller, with a gold disc presentation made on the 18th of September 1973. Now, his recordings at the MAM label, they yielded seven UK top ten singles, four UK top ten albums, three US top ten singles and one top ten album, five New Zealand and three Canadian top ten singles. So it's a very successful association with their label. And by 1974, however, though, his sales were decreased and doesn't take long. And in June 1975, he had his last top 20 hit, which Don't Love You But I Like You. Fifth album failed to chart. O'Sullivan discovered that his contract with the MAM records greatly favoured the label's owner, Gordon Mills. Well, there's a surprise for you. Eventually, in May 1972, the court found in O'Sullivan's favour and awarded him, would you believe, £7 million, which is worth today about $26 million. Uh, the judge found him to be a likeable and honest person who's obviously been done wrong by the manager. Now, after What's in a Kiss reached number 19 in the UK in 1980, uh, which was his first UK Top 20 hit in five years, of one love last one I mentioned there before, and two albums. He released no new material between 1983 and 86. 
and then after that only one single, So What, in 1990, and a compilation album in 2004 was his sole charting music and a long hiatus from the chart. Now, he continued to record in the 21st century. He actually appeared at Royal Albert Hall and the Glastonbury Festival. He, he toured Ireland in 2015, and would you believe has now released his 20th album in 2022, which reached at number 26 on the album chart, so that certainly didn't forget him. He's doing uh, well. He's done well. He was married in 1982. And now I have no idea how to pronounce this. I'll, I'll spell the name. Double A-S-E is the first name. And Brecky, B-R-E-K-E. And he's got two daughters and he actually now lives in Jersey. So that's basically the story of Gil, but it's not actually an overly long one. But while he was around, he certainly, and he's he just still around and still very popular, by the way. But at his peak, there are plenty of songs going into the top 10 or 20 of the charts. So he was a man for the times, that's for sure. And he also wrote most of the songs that were out of those I've mentioned. He actually wrote a lot of those. Now, my choices, Josh, is I put four down, and we can put them in any order you like. But I think we'll start with him the his first big one, which was Alone Again. Okay. Is it Alone Again Naturally I've got here? That's the one, yep. yeah. And here it is. I think I know this song. This is Gilbert O'Sullivan, Alone Again Naturally. Oh yeah, that was familiar. Gilbert O'Sullivan alone again, naturally. That's right. Now the other three, and I think everybody knows the other three also. Claire. Not me. <laughs> but anyway, Claire. Yeah, and then Ooh Wackadoo. Yep. And then Get Down's the last one. I can do that. And yeah, I'm more familiar with Gilbert and Sullivan. I was in a production of Pirates of Penzance at school. Well, that's Gilbert and Sullivan. My, my wife, Alan, likes Gilbert and Sullivan. She thinks they're very, very good. She knows quite a lot of their stuff. Also, but yeah, to her credit, she had actually heard of this guy, so I thought that was pretty good. So, both Gilbert O'Sullivan, much deserving to be in our little segment. Back to the 70s I was today. I might have to drift back to my natural era in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I think, you, I know, you'll probably, after this shock of going into the 70s, back to the 60s next week, is it? Uh, maybe, the, maybe the late 60s, but and I think the next week was also perhaps late 60s, early 70s also. So. Oh, maybe you're uh, growing up. Excuse me. We'll, <laughs> we'll have this discussion off air about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just diversifying. I'm just proving to people that I did actually listen to some stuff in, in other eras, most of which was rubbish, but some of which is all right. So there you go. <laughs> no, no, we're well, quite enjoyed doing Gilbert O'Sullivan. It's a good little story. Yeah. Uh, so, Josh, that's uh, it for this week. Now, everybody, I want you to stay healthy and uh, look after yourselves. And I look forward to catching up again with you next week, my boy. Yeah, all the best, Steve, and take care. Will do. All the best, mate. Catch you. Thanks. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.